Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Samansky. I'm your host, Stan Samansky. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Samansky nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice in this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Everything presented on this program is for informational purposes only. I'm going to cover a story today that I think is very, very telling about the state of our nation. This story from AL.com, that's as in Alabama.com, a nice website I haven't seen before, um, published a story this morning. This story is not even three years old. Excuse me. <laughs> not even. We bring you the best news of all. Uh, not even three years old. Uh, no, excuse me. This is not even three hours old. Families of disabled children scramble to pay bills by food as Alabama misses payments. Folks, here is a state that is not paying its bills to the disabled for those that qualify. And uh, there's a few examples here, but this, you've, you've got to see the story. I have the story up on uh, encouragingangels.org at AI, excuse me, <laughs> I've got AI on the brain, ea.com, at EA blog, excuse me, at EA blog. Um, at encouragingangels.org. That's our website, encouragingangels.org. I have the, the story from al.com, and I'm going to share some of this with you. You can read the whole thing. But I have the picture, too. This is what breaks my heart. Here's a woman, and I, I, I'm assuming that the husband's not in the picture, which happens the majority of the time when there's catastrophic illness uh, in the family, in a disabled family. Uh, they show, it shows a picture. Her name is Denise Champion uh, and her two sons, Caleb and Miles, at Christmas Eve service at Shades Mountain Baptist Church. It's just a cute picture. And um, I can see the one child um, just holding his ears like a lot of autistic kids do. I don't know if that was anything or not. And I don't know his diagnosis. But this is uh, this story is from Savannah uh, Tryans Fernandez. Thank you for writing this story. Here, here is part of the story. Gabriel Mays Gordon had to put up buying groceries for her family because paying the power bill was more urgent. Not only does her eight-year-old son need an oxygen machine to breathe. But if the heat dips below 75 degrees in her home, his muscles begin to spasm and he's, quote, he's in so much pain that it takes forever to get under control, unquote, she said. Mays Gordon is one of about 7,000 Alabamians 
who rely on payments from the state to care for an elderly or disabled family member. But for about a month, many families say they did not receive any money from the Alabama Department of Senior Services, the state agency that administers the program. The department last month changed to a new financial management company responsible for distributing payments. Quote, we need to get paid so we can maintain our way of life so we don't have to figure out how we're going to eat for the next week, unquote, Mays Gordon told AL.com. Along with putting off buying groceries for the week, she also had to set up a payment plan with her phone company because she did not have enough money to pay her bill due on Friday. AL.com spoke with a dozen families throughout the state who said they did not receive pay from Acumen, the new financial management company, on Friday as scheduled. Families also say they did not receive pay last month from Allied, the company responsible for making payments prior to the transition on December 22nd. The money comes from the Elderly and Disabled Waiver, a program that helps people who are elderly or disabled receive long-term care at home or in their communities. Through the Personal Choices Program available to people enrolled on the waiver, Caregivers receive bi-weekly payments to help pay bills, buy food, and purchase medical equipment, as well as to pay for nurses and health care providers to assist with treatments or give caregivers respite. Caregiving is often a full-time job when a family member has complex medical needs, and for some families, money from this program is their only source of income. Denise Champion, the lady in the picture, a single mother from Hoover, cares for two sons who are disabled, Miles and Caleb. She said that because of the missed payments from Acumen, she overdrew her bank account over the weekend in order to buy groceries for her kids. Now, I have to uh, quote, now I have to deal with overdraft fees that will recur every three days, unquote, Champion told AL.com, quote, because I didn't know, excuse me, because I don't know when I'm going to get paid, I've had people calling for bills due today and I know I'm not going to be able to pay them, unquote. Raising two small kids with full-time disabilities, that's all I have to keep them alive and thriving. Wondering how I'm going to pay my bills and how I'm going to feed them Adds a lot of stress to an already high-stress environment, she added. And uh, Acumen, the new payment company, did not um, respond to multiple requests um, for comment. And and Allied, the old provider, uh, said that they're working into um, to helping make the payments. But folks, I I really believe. And I think that Alabama is a almost like a touchstone state in some ways in um, gauging the temperature of the country when it comes to certain financial things because it's it's not a uh, compared to a lot of other states it's not a prosperous state. 
Um, it did give us Leonard Skinner, and, I'm ever, and I am forever grateful for that. Um, and many other things. And I've got a buddy who lives down there. I want to tell a story about him in a minute. And it has a direct bearing on this story from AL.com today. But when uh, payments don't flow to the disabled, I mean, the United Nations and the WEF, the World Economic Forum, have talked almost ad infinitum about, quote, useless eaters. Now, they're starting to use that for more than disabled and special needs folks. But that community, our community, disabled and special needs, are the original, quote, and, and this is not coming from me. I'm u- using the terms of the UN and uh, the WEF are the useless eaters. Now, as I have shared ad infinitum here at Encouraging Angels, um, the disabled are anything but useless eaters. First of all, they give people jobs, a lot of jobs in the special needs institutions. More importantly, it they are the vehicle that God himself uses to display his glory and power and mercy. I go back to the Gospel of John, chapter 9, in the first three verses, the um, the disciples and Jesus came upon a blind man, and they said, which is exactly what the church says, you know, it's ironic that this lady, you know, is in church, you know, and the picture is from church, and she's not, you know, she's not getting, you know, what she needs, Um And I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, off-the-wall socialist, okay? If you have never tried to make it while taking care of somebody disabled, you just don't know. Um, You know, I don't know her. You know, again, she's a single mother. She's got two kids. Where's dad? You know, my wife and I did it for eight and a half years. I see your level care in our home with no help, just us. And, you know, we, we made it. But I tell you, it's, um, uh, you know, quite a, a battle. It's warfare in this world, let me tell you. Um, I think I lost part of my point here. But, they, you know, these folks named the useless eaters you know, or is, is just the opposite. Is, let me get back to my point here. You know, in, in John 9, the, the disciples and Jesus come upon a blind man, and the disciples say, Lord, who sinned this man or his parents that he would be born this way? And Jesus basically says, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born this way for the glory of God, and then Jesus healed him, and then the blind man gave glory to God and bore witness for Jesus, which most Christians will never do. Never. Never, never, never. Because they're closet Christians, they're afraid Christians. They are Christians in their their, their chinos. Christians in name only.
this lady just appearing in this picture is, you know, now I don't know her, her uh, spiritual status or anything. I've never met her, but just, you know, taking up being at church is that it bears witness. Okay. Actually for the church and for her. But the fact that, that she is not getting paid. And again, along with these 7,000 other folks in Alabama. That, to me, that, that does not, I'm not sure of the population of Alabama, how many millions live there, but that does not sound like an overly big number, you know, to me. And the fact that they didn't get paid, I mean, come on, it's like, you know, these are professional companies in, in, you know, involved in payment processing. This is like, like, you know, this should be very simple. You have the money. <coughs> they they have the addresses. You switch them over, they get paid. That's that. But I think it's I think it's deeper than that. I think that the uh, the coffers of the states are running dry. I can tell. I mean. <laughs> Harrisburg was all but bankrupt during the last couple years, from what I can tell. Uh, and again, this is just my opinion. Um, and they were touting Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is the capital, uh, as the best place to retire in America. <laughs> Think about it for a second. It's landlocked. It's in the middle of the state where there's nothing else going on except the capital. And there, I mean, it's not even super cheap to live there. And it's like, what? I mean, okay, so you can drive to, to uh, New York City in five or six hours. Big deal. You can drive to uh, the coast, you know, of, uh, you know, I don't know, New Jersey or something in probably, you know, five or six hours. Big deal. Wouldn't a retiree with some bucks like to go to Florida where it's nice and warm and there's tax advantages as opposed to Pennsylvania? That's a ruse to try to get people to move to a bankrupt city, in my humble opinion. I want to tell you, um, dovetail what's going on here in Alabama with a friend that I have. Now, I have a friend... um, a dear friend who 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 lives uh, in Alabama, in a little town, and um, I'm not. Sh- I, I'm pretty sure he applied for disability. I don't know where he is with this, but um, one of the issues that he has, and again, I'm not saying who he is or or what city he lives in or anything, but I looked into this for for him because uh, when he was born, his mother had taken um, certain antibiotics. And it basically, it like helped to destroy his teeth. Um, he, he already always had like dark teeth. <clears throat> and now they're just, you know, crumbling, um, you know, as both of us are at, you know, in our uh, early 60s, let's say. So I looked into, because when I was a kid, I had an overbite and my... Parents didn't have the money just to go to a dentist and try to fix my overbite. But they took me to uh, 
uh, Pitt Dental School. Now, because I grew up in Pittsburgh, in the city. And the the Pitt Dental School is very, very fine uh, school for dentists. I mean, every, every dentist around here that I've ever come in contact with studied at the Pitt Dental School. So, you know, I went there and they, you know, pulled a few teeth, filled a few cavities and uh, put my braces on. Okay. All for like, I, you know, again, this is back in the seventies, um, all for like 600 bucks. And I would, you know, I, I was in and out of there. Like, I don't know, once, twice a month for like three or four years. I mean, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. The amount of value, you know, you're getting worked on by a student and it's overseen by, um, you know, a senior dentist, right? Um, but I, I looked into some stuff and it's been a couple years now, so it's getting a little fuzzy, but I looked into like if Alabama had something for my friend and I mean, it, 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 they had something, but still you had to come up with, I mean, thousands to, to try to get something like dentures or something like that. And it just seemed, it was, and it was very, very, uh, there was a lot of hoops to jump through to even get that far. And And it was only in one place that was, you know, hours away from where he is and he doesn't have a car. So it's very, you know, difficult. So, because if you were in, if you live for instance, like if you're a, just a Pennsylvania resident, I believe, like for pet dental school, I mean, and you can make it there. I mean, they would like, and you were like a senior citizen, that they would pretty much take care of you. I think it would be uh, maybe a very modest payment, and they'd work with you on that. It was, it's just, it was just so much more, um, you know, geared towards the customer, if you will. A lot easier for a patient to handle and get involved with and get help. So I, you know, to me, Alabama seems a lot more um, just stretched on a financial level than um, than a state like Pennsylvania, which is not like I, I would say incredibly well off. I think Pennsylvania is about in the middle of the pack if you want to talk about, I don't know businesses and income and Pennsylvania's business um, climate is pretty horrible compared to a lot when especially when it comes to things like taxes which are real important to a business um, so I use my story from my friend who you, you know I just made calls about trying to get him some dental help that would normally be available kind of like what I got when I was a kid and um, it's just not there that I could discern Maybe you know. Maybe I'll make another call, a couple calls to the bigger city close to closer to him and see if uh, and actually to a dentist office or something and just see um, if there's help you know for him um, in talking about this story. But going back to Alabama, I think it's a, a bellwether for the beginnings of things when it comes to this. So if they're not making their payments, I don't care what they say, that they have a new payment processor. Why do they have a new payment processor? Um, because they find a, a, quote, cheaper way to do it, except that the cheaper way doesn't work at all? Or is it something, who knows? I, you know, I have no idea about the, um, the genesis and the, the uh, longevity of this new business that's supposedly making these payments. 
But it, to me, it does not bode well at all. And so I dovetail this into a, a theme that I have said over and over on Encouraging Angels, you know, which is disabled folks and disabled families. This is only going to get worse from here. And so I encourage you, number one, to pray. And I'm looking at the picture of this woman with her two kids, this Miss Champion, you know, that was taken in a church at Christmas. Folks, I encourage you to pray right now if you are in this situation. She is a single mother taking care of two special needs children. Folks, you, you know, only if you have done some of this work do you have any idea Dia, the stress on this woman. I mean, the stress, uh, the financial stress, the emotional stress, the relationship stress. You know, the Bible talks like in Proverbs about the you know about the um, the rich man has plenty of friends and the poor man you know doesn't have any. <laughs> and, and that's not even a paraphrase. It's just you know, talking about reading. Uh, some of the proverbs as they appear, and uh, folks, I mean, I if you are trying to handle this right now, and if you are engaged in the church, I would encourage you to please consider uh, starting to talk to people about some kind of teaming up where you get more uh, availability of resources just because you're around more people. For instance, um, like if you could move into, um, I don't know, a, a big house. For instance, let's say there's an elderly couple that all their kids are gone and they had a, you know, a, a seven-bedroom house. I'm just making that up. A five-bedroom house. Maybe that's more realistic. A four-bedroom house. And they would be willing to take you on as a tenant. So you get some payments, right? Like, you know, in her, if, if she can get the money, <laughs> you know, but maybe she can figure out something to do for 10 hours a week to bring in money. Because I'm telling you folks, if you've never done this kind of work, taking care of these kids, it is, um, it, it can be overwhelming. Overwhelming. And I, I think as the governmental uh, you know, organizations and agencies that take care of payments and so forth, it's, break, it's starting to break down. Uh, yeah, I've talked about this since we started the podcast, really, which was late October 2022. And it's you've got to find some way to get around more people to, to to get around more people in a close manner, like where you like who you live with and so forth, but away from the, the big cities. If you can, because folks, when everything breaks down, which is my humble opinion, um, do either due to war or collapse of our currency, which, both of which are coming in my humble opinion, uh Survival will be darn near close to impossible. So in my humble opinion, if you've got a country cousin or maybe a church friend, 
you know, living away from the city that maybe you you could board, uh, you know, again, at a big house, um, you know, a mother-in-law suite. I'm just, you know, pulling stuff out of the air here as ideas in return for either work that you do, uh, you know, paying a little bit. And then you have other people who might really enjoy spending some of their time with those kids. Because, folks, it, it'll come down to whatever community that you have pulling together when this thing comes down. The economy, the country. Um, again, this is my, as, you know, my humble opinion. 2024 is going to be a watershed year. Between the election or the non-election, however that turns out. Between the war the open war or civil war or uh, attacks by, um, you know, people who are coming into this country with bad intent, of which are thousands upon thousands, you know, that our government lets in. And yet, look at this story. They let them in, give them thousands of dollars a month on, on, on plastic cards, put them up in hotels, feed them, and these folks who are American citizens, clearly disabled, can't get paid. Folks, it, <laughs> if you can't read the writing on the wall, you better get somebody to help you. So I ask you, you know, to anybody who is, has, is taking care of disabled folks, whether it's a single family like Miss Champion, the picture on this uh, story from AL.com. Again, thanks to them for, for doing this story. A single mother taking care of two kids, or if you're taking care of an institution of 250 or 500. It's all going to go this way. This is why, in my humble opinion, they made everybody at these institutions and everywhere else take the jab. Because you know why? They got paid to do it. And, of course, lots of people lost their lives. Lots of people became disabled, like workers. uh, And people who already had health problems had more health problems and are, you know, will expire early, in my humble opinion. But the money's going to run out. The government's broke. The government is 34 admitted of what they admit that they owe. Not counting Social Security, not counting the other entitlement programs, not counting Medicaid. They're $34 trillion in debt. And just last year, they expanded it by uh, over, I think, $2.5 trillion. Just last year. What will the debt service be this year? You know, they keep talking about because if interest rates are high, that is an incredible burden upon the U.S. government to pay uh, debt service. That's why they're trying to talk down rates. But folks, in real life, everything is higher. Again, like encouraging, well, I, I'm asking for help for EA. Again, one of the things 
in, ad- in addition to, you know, keeping our web service, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we, we maintain insurance. Our insurance bill, we've never had a claim, and I've, I don't think I've ever had it go up in the 15 years that we've been paying it. Uh, our insurance bill went up 45% from last year to this year. 45%. Think about it, 45%. Another couple of years of that, how, how can we, you know, afford the insurance? But folks, I ask you to please support us. Um, but it'll keep going up until everything collapses and then, you know, they'd go back to zero interest or whatever. If the country survives. So we're going to see massively higher interest rates on a lot of stuff. Um, massively higher prices on food, uh, a massive decrease in availability and choice. I mean, I went shopping um, last week, and there's one, uh, it's like a grocery outlet, really. I mean, the aisles are wider and the aisles are shorter. They're doing everything they can to make the store look full, but it's real difficult at, at this point. Folks, if you know uh, a disabled, you either are or know some a disabled family, you know, a special needs family, just pray for them. Pray for some part of the community to come around them. You know, I I said this long, long time ago, actually, when we had started ministry while my daughter was still alive, uh, just talking about, you know, it's not the big things. The big things can really help. Like if they did a fundraiser for her, that would be super. Like they did a concert, got the whole community there, talked about the situation of folks, gave what they could um, and put some money in her bank account. That would be, you know, a super, super great um, idea. But the, the, the individual who says to her, let me come over and cut your grass. Let me come over and do your dishes because the dishes haven't been done in three days because she's worn out. I mean, folks, if you don't know, get to know. Like, what, you know, what's going on with you? What, you know, what can I help you with? Maybe the laundry needs done. I don't know. You know, it's just... Uh, every situation is a bit different. Um, but when it gets down to, you know, she's obviously operating pay, week to week, paycheck to paycheck. And her, her job, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, when we, you know, we took care of my daughter and an ICU level care 24, seven, eight and a half years. We slept with a baby monitor during all that time, during when, before she became affected, um, which was until she was about two, you know, with a baby monitor anyway. So that was 10 plus years, you know, not counting my son before that. And that's another, <laughs> another story, but, uh, you know, that was just normal. You know, you sleep with a baby monitor for a year or a year and a half or whatever, and then you're done. Um, 
my wife got up and my wife had to get up regularly because, you know, my daughter would cough or whatever and she would go in and suction her. Now, I did it sometimes, but my wife did it 90% of the time. My wife gave, uh, you know, to me, uh, a, a large portion of her life in sleep that just didn't happen because she gets up and then she can't go back to bed or whatever. And then she's going to go to work, you know, or she's going to take care of the kids and I go to work. That's how we handled it. The, the, you see this picture of this woman at Christmas with her two kids and you just don't know the extent of the overwhelming commitment that never ends. So I ask you, please, if you know somebody in this situation, start ministering to them now. Again, ask them if you can do their dishes. Ask them if you can cut their grass. Of course, it's snowing right now. Uh, there's a lot of things that you could do. You know, you, if they're in the country, you can ask them if you could chop wood or deliver some wood or, you know, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things that folks need because she, she's overwhelmed. I'm just telling you that. Maybe you could pay, you could, you know, buy her, her cell service for a year. You know, that would, if you do something like, say, Mint Mobile, you could do it probably for a couple hundred bucks. Some people, that would be nothing for them to do. That would be super great um, because, you know, she needs a lifeline. Um, maybe somebody says, I'll pay your heating bill, you know, for a month. I don't know. There's a lot of things, folks. Uh, this social situation, I think it's going to break down. I think the government's going to say we don't have the money. And, of course, they're giving, again, giving money to these people who are not citizens, who come in, giving them thousands of dollars a month, paying for a hotel, paying for their, their room service. And I have a story like this to share with you. It's criminal. Criminal. Folks, please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Um, I hope that you find value in what we do in our podcast like today, in our blog, in our music message and uh, ministry. Uh, we're getting ready to, to put together a, um, a campaign, if you will, uh, to start cold calling churches and uh, attempting to get in and uh, minister and do music and message, tell our story, and try desperately to get someone in that church to pick up the mantle of disability. And of course, of course, not, nothing will happen unless it comes from the lead, unless the leadership at that church um, supports it from the platform, which we've seen the opposite of that in a lot of you know, um, head pastors just kill uh, disability ministries when they, they would have been, you know, headed by someone who had the heart to do it. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Go to encouragingangels.org, click on the donate tab, and um, you can give with your plastic using our great payment processor, uh, Cornerstone. Just click on the Cornerstone link or send us something direct uh, to our P.O. box. 
Um, things are going downhill, folks, in the country, the world. Uh, we are heading into a war cycle. Um, and that's going to mean if there's a breakdown in society, if the grid went down, if there a nuke hit the United States, which is becoming more and more likely uh, as the United States um, provokes a lot of stuff going on, which it's hard to understand why, except that the U.S. is losing its hegemony uh, as the world power, uh, especially when we look at the dollar as the world reserve currency. We could say it still is the world reserve currency, but not for long because the BRICS have, have now figured out ways and created uh, very strong alliances, which are getting stronger every day. Everyone's leaving the dollar. Uh, everyone is, is, is moving and climbing over each other to get to be a member of BRICS. Uh, they are now operating. They are doing oil trade in OTD other than dollar uh, in doing trade in local currency, which makes it much more appealing to them to not have to uh, use dollars. And so all the dollars that these countries used to hold on to in order to enact oil trade so their countries could have energy now are going to be you know, flowing back to America as all these bonds come due. That you, when you say U.S. dollar, you might as well say U.S. Treasury bonds, okay? Bills, notes, and bonds. And they come due. Uh, something like $7 trillion comes due this year in 2024. And uh, who's going to buy that? Who is going to buy that? Answer, nobody. Or our own government. Or the, 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 uh, the Fed. Who is going to buy these bonds? In my humble opinion, interest rates go up, okay, until there's a collapse. And then things go down. But then we'll have stagflation, where the economy uh, is going nowhere and interest rates are high. Um, and then if we have an ultimate collapse, well, that's a whole different story, isn't it? Um, if you have any, you know, money, I, you know, really consider commodities, things you can touch, taking care of your food, your water, shelter, energy, and uh, protection. Uh, all those things, because if everything collapses, you know, right now, I mean, the, the, uh, the Chinese are not sending shipping containers to America. The ports are empty. You know, we're going to have inflation because there's so, they're going to be the same dollars chasing so few goods. So we are, you know, on the brink of some civil defense event, I think. And uh, Jack Lawson has written a resource, 950 pages, two-volume set, civil defense manual, uh, and covers all the things of the neighborhood protection team because within a couple days or something like Grid Don, um, you're, you're going to start seeing brigands people coming to your door potentially or you know going into town or whatever and trying to take whatever they can how do you handle that well jack wrote about that then he wrote about the neighborhood protection theme team uh about food water uh 
guest authors writing on chapters like NC Scout on communications, Navy SEAL Matt Bracken on night fighting, uh, Army Intelligence Officer Sam Culper uh, on area study. If you hear this and, and can uh, uh, afford it, $100 to me seems like such a bargain to have 950 page of resource regarding this topic of which your government does not have a civil defense plan for you. They have a FEMA camp plan for you that you'll be able to march into and get food, but will you get out? Will you? That's for uh, someone else to answer than me. Please consider, again, just check it out, civildefensemanual.com and, uh, encouragingangels.org. Please consider supporting us. I hope you find today's message special and disturbing that somehow you would be involved in the lives of the disabled where you are. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward uh, to seeing you right here next time.